Hi, and welcome to Natural Life Flow, the podcast for self-care to uplift you to your best self, sponsored by Debbie Spink Holistic Therapies. My name's Debbie, I'm the host of the podcast, with special guests or myself each week. I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please comment, like or share, and subscribe to the podcast. It all helps to spread the natural word. Hi and welcome to this week's episode and we have a really special guest, Dr. Tara Scott, who is the hormone guru. She helps people find the cause of their symptoms and get them on a path to optimum health. With over 25 years of experience in functional and integrative medicine, Dr. Scott has helped thousands of patients struggling with hormone issues, including endometriosis, menopause, breast cancer, weight gain and more. Dr Scott has been speaking and educating for over 10 years and has taught doctors her approach in five continents. So thank you Dr Scott, thank you for being here today. You're welcome, thanks for all you do to get information out to people. Thank you very much. So What set you off on this journey of uncovering the passion for helping women with hormone problems? So most of the time, whenever anybody has an interest, it either stems from a personal event or a family member. So for me, I really struggled with infertility and couldn't get pregnant without fertility medications. So I had myself my own hormonal imbalances. And then I was in practice when the big WHI study came out in 2002. And that one is a study that said, oh my gosh, there's an increased risk of breast cancer and blood clots. And everybody panicked at that time. And so there really wasn't a lot of options for women. And my patients were really struggling without hormones. So that really got me interested in digging deeper and doing more training. Right. And why do so many women suffer with menopause? I think, I think the main reason in the U.S., if you ask me two things, one, diet, our diet is crappy. You know, we eat terrible food here. And I know in the U.K., I've been there to teach doctors there. You have these tiny ice boxes. And I remember thinking, wow, you can't put very much food in there. Well, that's because you're walking to the market and getting fresh food every couple of days. It's not like we're going to these big box stores and stocking up for months on processed food. So it's a little bit different in our country. And the second thing is stress. Stress, and you know, that's, those are the big things. Stress affects our hormones, of course, our environment and the toxins and a lot of things and genetics. And so there isn't a lot of people digging deep into this problem. Now, for men, it's a little bit different. You know, there's more studies. How can we give men testosterone? There is a product on the market. But for women, you know, we're, we're kind of just expected to deal with it. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure that we're that much healthier in the UK, to be honest. There's <laughs> plenty of sugar in all sorts of foods. So we're up there on the list, I do believe. It must be a stressful time with hormones and menopause in general with everything changing and the body changing and getting older. And is it a mindset problem as well? Oh, definitely. Your mindset has a lot to do with it. I mean, we all go through menopause, 100% of women. 
you're born with so many eggs and when you run out of eggs, your last ovulation is when you go through menopause. The thing people don't realize is that it's kind of like your ovaries are your monthly paycheck. And when you retire, you're gonna live off of your savings, right? Well, your savings account in the hormone world is your adrenal gland, which produces hormones in response to stress. So mindset has been actually the most powerful thing I see that helps stress. I mean, everybody has stress. This year has been a tremendous stress for everyone all over the world. But mindset is one thing that can really modulate that stress hormone cortisol. Right. How do all these hormones work? How do they interlink and what causes menopause? So menopause is just a natural process of aging where your reproductive life ends. So ovulation allows people to get pregnant. Somewhere around age 40, you know, the quality of the eggs are not as good. And that's why we don't see that many mums above 40, right? So they're still producing hormones in their monthly cycle. Estradiol is produced by the egg. That causes the lining of the uterus to grow. And after ovulation, the shell of the egg produces progesterone, and that supports the body in case there is a pregnancy and conception. So those two hormones have to work hand in hand. In the history of hormone therapy, what was traditionally given to women was a type of estrogen that was collected from urine of pregnant horses. So it wasn't actually the same chemical compound for women that we make in our ovaries. And not to mention only that, it's a much stronger estrogen. It was given as an oral medication, which oral estrogen increases your risk of blood clots. The complementary progesterone, it took them many years to figure out how to make that. It's just a compound that's hard to make in a capsule form. So they gave a synthetic version called Provera. So that actually increases the risk of blood clots and of breast cancer. So the problem was, is that for many, many years, 1960s, 1970s, 80s, 90s, even into the 2000s, women were given synthetic hormones. Now, for example, in other endocrine things like diabetes, for a while, people were given pork and beef insulin until we figured how to make what's called human recombinant insulin. So they actually went to a lab and figured out how to make insulin that's the same as human insulin. The same with thyroid medication. It's the same hormone. They make it in a lab, but it's the same hormone for our human bodies. But we don't treat female hormones the same way, probably because people don't realize an oral contraceptive or a birth control pill, the whole point is to suppress ovulation to prevent pregnancy. It really isn't the same as hormone replacement. So I think that's where we get stuck is that we think all of the hormones are the same and they do the same things. That's really informative. And you mentioned about birth control there and there's various methods there. Do they impact on the menopause and the menopause process? So that's a great question. In the US, if you start having problems with your periods and you're over 40, even if you don't need birth control, that's the answer for most traditional doctors is just to put you right back on the oral contraceptives. Even if you've had your tubes tied, even if you don't need birth control, that's what you're given. 
So it's a knowledge piece that's missing. The thing about menopause is it's going to come whether you're on the birth control pill or not. I mean, the birth control is shutting the ovary down. At some point, those eggs are going to kind of die off and you're going to be too old to release those eggs. That's what's causing the hormones. And that's the definition of menopause, one year without a period. What people don't realize is the number one killer in women is heart disease. Number two is stroke. Number three is lung cancer. And number four is breast cancer. If you add up two, three, and four, you still don't equal the amount of deaths of heart disease. And estrogen is actually protective against heart disease. It has a good effect on your cholesterol if you take it in the right way at the right dose. So how you take it, how much you take, how long you take it, the form, all affects the risk. It's kind of like different types of alcohol, right? If you have one glass of wine, one glass of beer, or a shot, it's not all the same, right? Different alcohol contents, it's gonna affect you differently. So it's just like hormone therapy, they're all a little bit different. They're different forms of it and it affects you differently. What might someone expect if they were going on to a hormone therapy treatment? That's a great question. Um, hopefully when women are, are looking and investigating their options, they're looking at the big picture. The small picture is hot flashes. The studies have shown, you know, those are going to last approximately seven and a half years. Okay. But you're not going to die from a hot flash. There's sleep issues. There's mood issues, midlife depression. There's also energy, weight gain, vaginal symptoms, vaginal dryness, bladder issues, all of those things and low libido. So the big thing is heart disease, right? If we, we know that estrogen helps your heart and you need to start it close to the time of menopause. In the US, the average age of menopause is 51. So early start between the ages of 50 and 60 or 10, within 10 years of your last period has shown to have more benefits than risks. Now, again, the thing is you wanna make sure that you're taking hormones that are chemically the same as your body we call them bioidentical hormones. It doesn't describe where you get them, it just describes the chemical structure. You just wanna make sure you're not taking synthetic hormones. And if somebody really didn't want to go on hormone therapy, is there any natural way that they can help with all the symptoms they're experiencing? Sure, I think the people who have been successful at navigating the midlife symptoms really are paying attention to four areas. One, what they eat. And what you need to make sure is you mentioned sugar, cut out the sugar, cut out the processed food, minimize the alcohol. All of those things can make hot flashes worse. Eat food in its natural form, which means fruit, vegetable, meat, however you want to eat it, just not processed. So diet's very important. Movement is very important. Exercise has been shown to mitigate a lot of the symptoms, right? So the American Heart Association recommends at least 150 minutes a week just for your heart health, not even just to mitigate the heart symptom or the, the symptoms of menopause. Exercise will help you sleep better, it will help your energy. So that's the second thing, right? Sleep, sleep hygiene is really important. Some people don't allow themselves enough sleep or they don't regulate their sleep or they're on their computer late at night, which is shining into their eyes and depressing their melatonin, which is a hormone in the back of the brain that helps you sleep. 
If you don't get seven to eight hours of sleep, your body doesn't have enough time to restore. So that's another really important thing. If you prioritize sleep and you're getting sleep, now it's kind of a vicious cycle. If you're having hot flashes and night sweats and it's disrupting your sleep, but if you're able to figure out your sleep hygiene, dark room, room darkening blinds, cold temperature, you know, dressing in layers, that's going to be important. And the fourth thing is what we mentioned, stress. Stress is so important. If you don't have as much stress, it's not going to affect your hormones. Stress and cortisol can cause hot flashes. So high cortisol and high stress can affect your bone health, which is also important. So if you're able to do something like meditation or yoga, there have been studies on yoga and menopause and yoga doesn't get rid of, of the hot flashes, but it does help some of the sleep issues. Right. That's really interesting. So it sounds like an all encompassing sort of healthy way of being. If people have not been doing this healthy lifestyle from in the twenties and they're now getting to approaching menopause, is it too late to try and get the benefits before you get into menopause? Certainly not too late. I was very unhealthy during my training and when my kids were little. I probably didn't get really healthy until my late 30s and early 40s when I started doing my functional medicine training. So in just three days of a whole food diet of plants, you can reset the bacterial balance in your gut. So that's going to be really important for you as well. Is there any clients that you can give examples of, of who've had transformational experiences? Absolutely. You know, a couple of the women, you know, the main type of person that I treat, there's the, the people that you mentioned that I don't really want to take hormones, help me navigate this and to make sure. And so we work with them that way and optimize all of the aspects of their health, help them with their diet make sure their gut is cleaned up, make sure their stress is modulated. And we will support them without hormones if that's what their wish is. But just to make sure that they're balanced and their own hormones are not imbalanced because that could increase the risk of certain diseases. So then you have the busy woman who wants hormones, wants to feel better, but is scared because she remembers that study 20 years ago and she's believing the myth that hormones cause cancer. So she needs us to explain to her the difference between all the different hormones, how you should test it, and that there is actual option. The next type of patient that I like to work with is possibly somebody with a history of breast cancer in their family or somebody who themselves have had breast cancer before menopause, because they absolutely need to look at their menopause, their hormone balance. I'm not saying they need to take hormones. I'm saying they need to make sure their own body is not unbalanced, because that's what we normally see with breast cancers, that their body is not balanced. Right. And is there some two or three action points that people could take to really help balance out these hormones? So the biggest thing is food. Food is medicine and being very mindful of your diet. The second thing that really affects your Um, hormones. And I don't know if you have such a problem as we do is your toxins in your environment. So in the US, we have, I think in the UK and the in Europe, you have many more banned chemicals, because you realize 
the danger. There's not as many chemicals that are ban banned in the US, so we're constantly exposed to these, what we call endocrine disruptors. So they affect your body. So we just recently did a whole boot camp program with a group of women and we talked about, okay, let's do this with your diet. Let's clean up the toxins. Let's prioritize sleep. Let's do a little bit of some overnight fasting. And in five days, so many women couldn't believe how much better they felt. So it is possible to do these actionable points and feel better if you want. Now I know I know a little bit about how the NHS works. And so you have your GP and it's hard to get to a specialist. And I know that there's not many hormone specialists. So you may not have access to somebody who is able to be specialized like me. So these simple, simple things that seem like so simple will really help. That's great advice there. So that's appreciated. And what is the one message that you would like to give the listeners? So my biggest message is not take hormones or don't take hormones. My, my basic message is no, you should know. You should know what your hormones are doing. You should be conscious about your hormones and you should be proactive about your health. Don't wait until you get sick to get healthy. You wanna make sure that you have these principles in place. And so one thing that I see all the time in the type of medicine I now practice is that you can trace back to the stress or the poor eating or the neglecting your self-care prior to when the disease came. Right. And with the big changes that people experience, how, how would they really get support for this? Well, yes. I mean, and like I said, I know things are different in the, in the UK and NHS, but now with the beauty of the internet and online media, right? Social media, I have people messaging me from the UK. I know colleagues in the UK. We have online, you know, we put out a lot of free information on our YouTube channel, on our website. You know, we have a free online course. Uh, we have a free webinar you can watch. We have an online course people could take. So we have a lot of, we try to put out a lot of information for patients at any level, because we do realize that even in where I am, I don't know anyone around in my part of the state that does what I do. So let alone in every state. So I think there is a lot of information available. We had in the boot camp we did last week, we had 13 different states and seven countries of wow. people that participated into our boot camp that wanted information. And so, like I said, there was somebody who was even in Dubai who was listening at 3 a.m., you know, because of the time change. So I think, um, you know, the information is out there. I guess this, I, I'm so glad to have this opportunity to just even create the awareness. And that's why I said, I know a lot of work goes into what you do. And I appreciate any opportunity that you're supporting women, you're supporting lots of topics. I've seen the topics you have on your podcast, lots of ways to help people. And so in today's information society, we're more fortunate than we were even when I started doing this 15 years ago, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Just to be able to sit and converse with somebody from overseas and record it and get it out to a group of people it's just amazing to do that so right. yeah, absolutely and yeah so if anybody's desperate they're having all these symptoms and the 
sleepless nights. I know for myself, if I don't get good sleep and a couple of days of good sleep, it's just horrendous and your brain fog starts, your thinking, your concentration and snapping at the kids. And if somebody's desperate, where's the best place to go for resources and information? Well, like I said, as far as us, we're on social media, Revitalize Med, and my YouTube channel is Tara Scott MD. There are, I mean, there are so many different sites now that are trying to create information for women as well, depending on specifically what you're trying to do. Menopause.org is general menopause information from the North American Menopause Society. I'm a certified menopause practitioner. They are very traditional, but that's okay. They have a lot of data. They don't really believe in hormone balancing and checking levels like we do, but they do. They are pro-health and they have a lot of videos and information for women there on their site as well, as we do on our sites. Yeah. Another thing I see regularly coming up on the internet, social media is like the hormones for the hormone balancing for the belly fat and people with menopause, it starts to collect around the waist. Is that a particular problem that you see people suffering from? So the belly fat is usually from cortisol or insulin. And those are both somewhat related to sugar, but cortisol is your stress hormone. Right. So tackle those first. Yes, exactly. That's why just even cleaning up your diet will get you very far. Yeah. And what would you say is your unique gift that you bring to the world? I think for me, I'm really passionate about educating and I feel like I have a a way of creating analogies and explaining things in a basic way for people to understand. And I would like to think that I can meet everybody where they are and give them hope for their specific situation. No matter what they're going through, I try to I try to pride myself into giving them hope that there is a way to get things better, you know, whether it is through not taking hormones, through taking hormones, trying to get pregnant, whatever they're, they're struggling with, taking time to listen to people and validate what they're going through is one of my special gifts. And I know I said that you do speaking and teaching. What, what's the future for yourself? So I, you know, I've, I've raised, I won't say I raised my kids, but all of my kids are at university. So it's beginning a different phase for me. And I feel like I'm kind of winding down on this whole patient care thing. I do speak for several different organizations to teach other doctors what I do as well. And so I'm committed to still putting out content to educate women on social media and the other avenues of that. So I see myself continuing to try to give back, you know, as much as I can to help women to prevent them to go through what I had to go through, you know, if it was, you know, something similar or not, just not having the information about their own hormones when they're, whatever they're going through. Right. And I think you've got a TED, TEDx talk coming up. Is that right? Yeah. So it had to get rescheduled for COVID. It was supposed to oh. be next month, but it got scheduled to October. So Fabulous. So it's, it's great to have, you've got a valuable message and just to get that out to the world and as many people as possible, that's, that's going to be absolutely brilliant. So is there one final word that you'd like to leave the listeners with? 
again, I think the biggest message is really investing in yourself and your health and not waiting till you get sick to get healthy. That's fabulous, definitely. And if you had an hour for self-care for yourself, what would you choose to do? Okay, honestly, I'm still working on being better about self-care. You just, you just caught me. But one, one of the things that I've been very, very disciplined with is exercise. I run, you know, I, I, I run a lot with my friends. I'm very, very strict with my diet to make sure I'm getting veg, you know, everything that I'm supposed to be getting. So if, if I had time to really pamper myself, I love to read. Most of the time I'm reading this kind of stuff medical or nonfiction self-help, but a true, true treat is to just get lost in a fiction novel, right? Oh, so most of the time I feel like I'm so behind on all the medical texts or the self-help texts that I want to read. So that would be a true treat for me. Oh, sounds bliss, yeah. <laughs> and I know you mentioned about your website and things, perhaps you could just reiterate for the listeners. Sure. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm Revitalize Med. My website is www.revitalizemed.com. And on YouTube, you can just search Tara Scott MD and you'll find my videos on YouTube. Brilliant. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on the show and many thanks for coming along. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm always glad to spread the word and thank you for what you do. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Natural Life Flow. If you did, please feel free to like, comment, share the podcast with your friends and subscribe. Write a review. It all helps with spreading the word.